All right, guys, welcome back to yet another episode of Let's Assess. So today we're going to teach you how to get unstuck. We're going to get right into it. We're going to give you tips, tricks, and uh, next time you get stuck, you're going to be out in a flash. Look, I don't want to talk. How you try and press the kid and read you was soft. All right, guys, welcome back to yet another episode of Let's Assess. So like we just said, we're talking about getting unstuck today. This is something that beginners have a really hard time with, and even like more advanced riders I see have... Uh, hard time with. I am pretty good at getting unstuck because I've gotten stuck like 50 million times in the past couple years. So me and AJ are going to jump on here and just go through a couple different methods. And then at the end, we're going to tie it up with a couple certain situations that we've kind of come up with that we think are common for people to get stuck in and they're commonly hard to get out of. So we're going to give you our tips and tricks uh, with AJ being a guide. Uh, he provides some pretty good value on this. So we're going to jump right in. AJ, take it over. Yeah, what's up, guys? Welcome back. Um, thanks for following, listening. Um, if you would do us a huge favor, like, subscribe, um, follow us on Instagram. The handles will be attached. Um, subscribe on YouTube. That's a huge support for us. Um, so, yeah, like Brent said, we're going to jump right in. I am a snowmobile guide. Um, I own my own business doing guiding, and that is something that you get very, very good at through the day is getting people unstuck, whether they're beginners or um, even seasoned people. When they come as a client, it's your job to get them unstuck and you're there to be a helping hand for them no matter what. So I've learned a lot of valuable lessons to do it fast, efficient, and uh, a little easier on your body. So we're going to provide that. Dude, for that's you today. the thing though. Efficient. Like when you're starting, you are not efficient. No. Like I remember digging a ginormous hole around my snowmobile, but not getting underneath it. And so it literally was still stuck, but I had a yeah. 50 yard landing pad <laughs> completely packed down. Yep. Well, and that's, I've seen so many guys that, you know, they'll pull the shovel out every time they get stuck. They have two or three buddies like with a piece of 50 foot rope that they like pull on the sled with, or they have bungee ropes and stuff. And, anymore with these new snowmobiles you don't need any of that stuff if you like you have to be really 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 stuck and up against a tree or something like that to actually have to pull a tool out to help you get out anymore the way the pitch of the track on these newer snowmobiles and i'm going to say 18 uh, 2018 and plus is a different track pitch and that's when they want to like come up and out of the snow so we're going to break down four different ways that are you know for different situations and we'll kind of get into when those situations work best and when to use the other one. But the main thing is there's four different ways to do that. And first one is we're going to call it the dig out. And that's, I mean, you are in an absolute like steep hillside or you have a super big um, obstacle, you know, above and below you, or the circumstances are really, really high, really hard. Um, or a bunch of trees under you that you have to make it through and you just don't want to take a chance on anything. So that is when I, I feel like you use your feet and you pack the snow completely around in front of your sled and like pack it in under the track. And like you just like hop in and you pack it as tight as you can under that. You get your sled and then you stand on your skis and you set the snowmobile down. And that's like it sets that track onto that firm snow, but it also gets the sled really seated to where you can, or it's planted, it's not seated, it's planted, and you're able to maneuver it from there. But then the, the part of the dig out would be you need to make yourself a, 
a landing pad essentially or somewhere where you can get yourself situated get your wits back together so you would want to dig out the hillside with a shovel or something or even your feet walk it out um, and get a place for your sled to get to get back on edge or whatever you can also use the dig out method in like a meadow or something like that um, same situation you're gonna pack that snow under it and then you're gonna hop on that ski set that front end get that track to bite and then you might have to pack yourself a little like out to get it out. And that's if you're by yourself, that might be like one of the better options for, you know, getting yourself unstuck by yourself, wouldn't you say? Yeah. On, on the dig out to me. Yeah. I would say, or flipping it over. Which yeah. We'll get into we'll get later. Into that. Yep. So for me, the dig out thing, the biggest mistake I see a lot of guys that are beginners that the mistake they make most of the time is they're not digging in a place that's going to do them any good. What I mean by that is most of the time I find when you're going and something flat or something, you just lose momentum and you get stuck. A lot of the time, what's holding that snowmobile back is snow under the belly pan. It's snow under the running boards or, or snow just packed into the track. So what I like to do is I'll stomp each running board out right under the snowmobile, not five feet out, but just right under it with my feet. And then if I have to, if it's really deep, I'll take a shovel under the belly pan to be able to get, you know, less snow in there to start to pack. But the key's packing, I think. Yes. And so what I'll do is pack that out. So both running boards, bellies packed out. Like he's talking about, get the front of the snowmobile, instead of being vertical, get it more flat, horizontal onto the snow. And then what I like to do, and this is, you know, I'm just going over kind of what you said, but just a different kind of thing to look at. Then I'll, what he's talking about, stomp a track out in front. And the reason why I do that is because I don't want to get three inches and then lose momentum again in deep, deep snow and then start to bog again and die. I want to be able to have, you know, three track rotations where it's actually packed snow where we can start to get out and then get momentum and then go into the deep snow and have enough speed to uh, to either turn downhill or whatever it may be. So that's kind of the dig out for me. Yeah. And, but what I used to do is I would dig all around the snowmobile. And then you create a crevice, like a yeah. hole that you're like, But that's the thing. That's sunken. the packing down thing is a big deal because you can, dude, when there's 10, 15 foot of snow, what are you going to do? Dig down to dirt? Well, that's Because it's it, all yeah. soft, most of it. So yep. you're just going to keep digging and digging and digging. <laughs> The key, I think, is packing it. That's yep. where I've found the most success. I agree. Yep. Um, so, And what we're going to do here, guys, is we're each going to talk about each one and our experiences with it because we're going to relate with everybody or different people in a different way. So we're going to break each of these down like in our own way that we do it. Yeah. So the so next me, one for yeah, me yeah. is like the rollover method. And the rollover method is like if you're by yourself or even if you have somebody with you, this is like a go-to, especially with fuel-injected snowmobiles. You're not carburetting more to where you're not flooding them out. They start right up after you roll them. They don't, we don't have windshields or plastic that's breaking off when you roll them anymore. So, I mean, I, I would use the rollover method in any stuck situation as long as there's not a hard object that you're rolling it onto. And it is probably one of the best methods to get unstuck by yourself or if you have a second person to help you, it's super fast, super efficient, and gets you out and going. If the other trusty options of pin and wiggle or ski pole doesn't work, this is going to be, I feel like, the go-to for the next. And the way I'll describe this is 
um, say you're in a completely flat meadow, it is deeper than your handlebars. I mean, you just can't even get around and unfathomable, you know, like it's a dream day and you get stuck on a flat ground in a meadow. What are you going to do? You have no gravity to help you. So what you do is you take your sled, you start it up and you pull on your mountain bar or the other side, you get your handlebars turned and you just pin and then you get it broke loose and you pull it onto its side. And as you spin your track, it cleans your track out and it cuts the snow as it rotates. So if you just try to like roll your sled over without doing that, you fight that snow that your track is like pushing out. Um, so that's why you spin the track. It cleans it out as you go. And then once you get it to where it's like on its side panel, essentially you then if you have a buddy with you, one gets on the track and one gets on the ski and you just start to roll it over. Um, if you're by yourself, do the ski until you can get it like up on itself and then you go to the track and give it a good shove and then you can get it to go really easily from there, just working it front to back. Um, same situation on a hillside. If you get stuck like going straight uphill and you are perfectly straight, get that sucker broke loose on its side and then the only thing about if you have a slope that you're working on when it goes to roll over be sure and be ready to grab that ski to get it stuck on edge or grab the handlebars or something because you don't want to just let it go and let it roll all the way to the bottom of the hill so for that for me biggest tip is spin the track as you break it loose once it's broke loose either you by yourself or a buddy get it rolled really easily and then you're, you're on your way yeah so the the reason why this works really well is because depending on snow condition most of the time, when you're rolling your sled, you're getting out of the trench you just made that you got stuck in, and you're getting up on top of the snow. Most it's like of the a time. fresh start. Yeah. yeah, it's like a fresh start. So um, I use it constantly. I use it on steep stuff. I use it on flat. I use it some, but most of the time on steep stuff, I that's my absolute go-to. So the next one... Uh, pin and wiggle. This is my favorite, <laughs> especially if you're on a boosted sled. This is probably not the best advice, but I do it all the time. Like if I start to get stuck, I'm to the bar and on one side of the running board, making that sled go back and forth as much as I can. And the point of that is getting that track in fresh snow and trying to get it to get traction to start to get up on top of the snow and just break the you know the running boards and everything loose if you're in a trench or whatever you would be surprised how what you can get out of when you're just pinning and wiggling like yeah. for a long time and you shouldn't do that but I do it dude and I just hold that thing to the bar and I'll go for you know 30 seconds just wide open just go whoosh 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 and then it pops out and I'm like yes yeah but that it's a good one. And it's really good when you're not like super, super, super buried. Yeah. All of these have a place. That's yep. the pin and wiggle. If you're absolutely buried or you're headed uphill or whatever. Yeah. Obviously that's not the time to do it, but if you're like kind of stuck, the pin and wiggle is, yeah. is my go-to. So there's one thing with a pig and pin and wiggle that as you get more experience, you start to learn when it's done to work and when it's not going to work. And the biggest like way I could describe it is if you feel like you have any momentum moving forward at all, like if it is slightly crawling, I mean, half an inch every second, you have hope, right? <laughs> and yeah. that's all you want in that moment is hope that you are moving forward. 
And I mean, if you got that sliver of hope, you are going to go until you can't breathe, essentially. And you are just shaking the shit out of it until it yeah. wants to pop up and go, and then you can catch your breath, right? But Brent, I mean, he, he hit the nail on the head. It's something that you get with experience of when these are necessary. For yeah. the most part, your beginners are going to not do the pin and wiggle until they realize when that time is because they're going to be scared that they're going to bury clear to China and not be able to get and out. And you can do that. I mean, dude, oh, absolutely. I've done it. Oh, oh, I think there's hope and I think it's moving forward and I keep it pinned, keep it pinned, keep it pinned, keep it pinned, and it just doesn't come out. And then you have to resort back to one of the two we already talked about. But then you are buried stuck. Yes. Like you're not getting out as easily as if you would have just – flipped it over right when you started getting stuck. But Absolutely. It's, it's that's when you get on the, the radio risk. and you call your friend and say, hey, I need you. Yeah, <laughs> after after you, you've already screwed yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, there's kind of another way in the pin and wiggle that works for me too. Um, and a lot of people, when you have that sliver of hope, you are standing feet on the running boards and you are shaking handlebars. And I mean, when you're shaking handlebars, I mean, you are giving your maximum effort and you are moving the sled I mean, three, four inches, like so letting it. You like to do it neutral, though. Like you yeah. like to like straddle it. Yeah, yeah. See, I cannot do that because gotcha. I feel like I get way more pull when huh. I'm like opposite On foot forward, side. and I can just yank that thing as you know as far back to me as I can, and then push it as far as I can. Gotcha. Which no, I, 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 I do it neutral, I guess, because yeah, I don't put my feet in the snow at all. I I'm like neutral, shake it out, dude. I can't um, get enough movement. But if know. you if you don't bury it to begin with, if you are just like, oh, stuck and you're like tunneled out, I'll call it like tunneled out with your running boards are dragging the snow and you are stuck. Like once that body panel is stopped on the snow and you are stuck, a way that I like to do it is so when you do that, your ass end of your sled is squatted down into the trench. So what you can do is just kind of walk the edges of your running boards, get them to where they'll kind of fall down you can pack in front of the sled if you need to. And this is all dependent upon like if you're like you need to get out of this, like you're worried, you can pack. If you think you can just get it to pop out and this is something you'll do with experience by trying this and like as a guide, this is my like 90% of the go-to with every stuck. I put my feet behind the running board because the ass is squatted down in the trench. I don't pack any snow. And I just have my feet on the ground. I pack a good place for my feet to be. I'm not on the sled with my feet at all. And what I will do is I will just push at the handlebars and I will pin and you wiggle the sled the same way with the handlebars as aggressive as you can. Now, you can't be as aggressive as if your feet are on the sled, but you can get it shaken a couple inches at least. And you push forward and out. And when you push forward and when it starts going, you just keep it pinned for as long as you can with your arms fully extended and you let the sled just leap out in front of you, have your tether hooked to you to where it leaps out and then dies. If it's on a hill, have somebody there to like grab the brake for you or something. Um, but you can definitely like push your sled out of any stuck anymore. And that's my, like when you don't have the weight on the sled and it's just the weight of the sled itself, not your body weight on it, I, you can like push every sled out of every stuck in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, before we hit the last big... Um, way to get unstuck. What I will say with all of these, for me, thinking about it just on this podcast, I'll use all of them at one time. 
Like I might flip the sled, then pack the sled, which like we're talking about, dig it out. And then I might pin and wiggle to get out of that. So you can get creative and kind of see what works for you and what works for your sled and your snow conditions. But these are pretty big, common ways to get unstuck. The last one, and this is when, this is, I like to pair this up with all of these if you have a buddy with you. And, and that is a ski pole. So if you're barely stuck, if you're right by the trail and you're just barely stuck or whatever, or you're coming downhill and you're stuck, whatever it is, ski poles, just that little bit of momentum, having your buddy pull your ski loop in the front, making sure he's somewhat out of the way, um, that tends to work very well. You'd be surprised what you can get out of just a ski pole. And then sometimes, like with me, I'll pair that with a pin and wiggle, yep. and then you got like a little dangerous combination, but that's what I like to do. And the ski pole, like I was telling you, I combine it with all of these. But yeah. ski ski pole is pretty simple. If you've got someone right there with you to do a ski pole, you might as well add it in there because it's going to be just that much more successful with the combo. Well, and what I do is even if I'm not stuck, if it's really deep and I'm just kind of like in a weird position, I'm like, AJ, give me a ski pole. You know, yeah. Brad, give me a ski pole. Like, I don't want to get stuck. It's kind of a preventative thing for me as well. So, yep. you're I, in ski a poles are clutch. Yeah. Sticky situation. A sticky situation. So, in the ski pole thing, there's two things that if you're riding with a friend with a competition exhaust that it is ear piercingly loud, for one, you just tell them you won't give them ski poles until they change that. <laughs> um, two, if they do have that, Pull on the other side so it doesn't blow your eardrums out. Pull on the clutch side if you can. Obviously, there's usually a better side to pull from, but don't blow your eardrums out um, having that exhaust on that side. It's just not worth it. Pull on the other side. It'll work the same way. Just try to try to do it smartly, you know? Um, the other thing is is when you, some people are new to doing ski pulls, if the rider is new, they'll be nervous of running you over. So you're standing off to the side as you pull on the ski. And when you do that, you tell them like, hey, you just go. Don't worry about running me over because I'm going to be off to the edge. Just go. Do not hesitate. Because if they hesitate because they think they're running you over, that's when they get stuck again and then you're stuck under the ski. So once you get them like going, just keep coaching them even. Just go, 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 go. But when you stand off to the side and you get it going and you if you can give yourself to where the ski just comes right over your um thighs that's when you have like the most power with it and then you're as tight to it as you can get and then you can kind of grab the tunnel and help them a little more if it's going slow still so think of that you know when you're before you start that talk to the rider and make sure that hey i'm gonna be fine just go and that's that's something that I found with ski poles to help for sure. Yeah. So now we're getting to the a couple like very specific situations. One that I want to start on is getting stuck. What I, I'm just going to call it trees. Like if you're stuck in the trees, and what I mean by that is there's a tree on your left or tree on your right, whatever it is. You're up against a tree. If it's a small enough tree, you need to have a saw and you need to cut it down. The other way, like we were just talking about is if you're stuck up against a big tree that's going to take you eight hours to cut down with a little handsaw, <laughs> the best way that I've found to do it is pull, try to tip the sled up, try to get the seat as close to the tree as you can, yep. and then pack a shelf, right? Yep. You, know, you do that? Yep. Pack a shelf down under the snowmobile and you know cut it basically at like a 90-degree angle into the hill and kind of get 
your um, shelf packed and then put your sled back down onto the shelf and then you can get unstuck. That's that's what I do if it's a huge tree. Yep. Well, and, it, and in that same situation, if the tree is small enough, we're going to say up to like a six-inch diameter. That's a pretty reasonable tree to be able to cut down with, with a handsaw. Hand yeah. If you're going downhill and you catch one on your ski, have the tools with you to take a ski off. Be able to take a ski off, flip, flip it on its side, go forward, put the ski back on, continue on. You know what I'll do too going downhill? If I hang up on a tree, I'll kick the back end down. Yep. Pull it where the tree's not in between the skis and then roll it back. Down. Roll it downhill and then get going. Yep. yep. That can definitely work as well. Now, also, all these sleds have reverse. Reverse will screw you 98% of the time. <laughs> yeah. But if you can pack yourself like behind the sled and then stand on this like edge of the sled and just run the throttle and get it to back up. Even in or, two inches or something. Yeah, yeah, if you just need a little bit of room, that helps you a lot. And what I found is you can hold up on the tunnel and run the throttle, and that'll help get you to back up. It'll keep that suspension up and backing up instead of just digging down. Now, if you're backing straight uphill, you're screwed. Just find a different way. But if you're in a place where you can back up, if you're on a hill sideways or um, going uphill for sure or any other scenario but downhill essentially – you can definitely use reverse to help you get around a tree. So yep. don't be afraid to make yourself a good bench and get yourself out of That's it. That's just a common thing that like a lot of beginners get stuck next to trees, and I don't know what it is. I mean, getting unstuck, most of it is pretty common sense, but it's not common when you haven't done it before. So you just sit there and you, you know – you're pinning and wiggling. You can't do it because your running board's hitting a tree or whatever. So I just like to build a shelf or find some creative way to get the tree out, especially from between the skis. Yep. That's when you're really screwed. And especially on the tree topic, trees create a tree well. You may not be familiar with that term. You may be. but So what happens when it snows and all the snow comes off the tree and it lands beside it, there's no snow going under to the tree, to the um, stump trunk. to the trunk. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to want to pull your sled into the tree. So as you go closer to the tree and this more towards the springtime is when this gets the worst, but cause the snow's hard and it'll just suck you into the tree. Well, but it can suck you in when it's soft snow still as well. Um, just be aware of that happening and know like if it's pulling you into it and then you're like, your handlebars are closer to the tree. That means you need to, you know, obviously focus your effort on the side away from the tree and get that sled tilted back because when you come to come out of that tree well it's going to try to keep you twisted into the tree well essentially so you might have to walk yourself a little path to get yourself a you know a good path out of that tree well as well yep the last technical situation that i see a lot of people getting like just shit shows in is getting stuck uphill and i don't care if there's trees around or if it's just an open hillside I don't know what it is. To me, it's just common sense because I've been doing it so long. My number one thing is look at the snowmobile and see which way it's more pointed. So if it's more pointed to the left, if it's a little bit more left than right, go to the left. If it's a little bit more to the right, go to the right or whatever you have room to do. But what I like to do is pick away and then stomp the inside of the snowmobile, whatever way you're going to tip it. So if you're going to tip it, you know, if you're sitting on it, looking uphill, you're going to stomp to the left, stomp the left close part of the snowmobile out. Then I'll grab my bars and pull it into me, 
tip the sled on its side and then go up to the uphill ski and pull the ski down and flip it once onto his track. And you got to be kind of careful, but so it doesn't roll down the hill, like AJ was saying, but that's how I get out from being stuck uphill because I see a lot of guys that try to dig themselves out when their nose is uphill and it doesn't matter 90% of the time in really deep snow, how much you dig the sled is not going to want to go uphill without momentum. So you need to find a way to have gravity on your side to be able to get more momentum. And the way that I've found is get the nose down by flipping the snowmobile over and getting out of the trench you're in. Yep. So and in that same situation, if it's not a super steep hill and rolling it over is not looking like the best option, just like Brent said, and, and this is something that comes with experience is you learn to turn out before you get stuck or you learn to get it turned at least a little bit to help you with that situation. And if you get, if you are not like, if you are, I'm going to say going straight up isn't, you know, going to be 90 degrees. If you can get it to the 45 point before you get stuck, then you can get out and you can pack that snow down on the downhill side. And then you can just pull on that ski and generally you can get, the front end to just swing right around on you. You don't even have to flip it or anything. You can just pull that front end around. But that's something you have to make that mindset as you're getting stuck going uphill of, I need to turn out, I need to turn out. So as you're like "Ah," running out of power, slowing down, like start turning out. If you can turn out and not get stuck, ideal. Or re-entry. Or (laughs) re-entry and come right back down, right, as you get more advanced. But Think of if you can just get that front end a little bit more, you might save yourself from having to even roll your sled over. You can just pull that front end down a little bit and do the old pin and wiggle, and out you go, you know? Yep. So all different options that you find with more experience, but those should be some really good um, tips and help you guys if you aren't aware. We are going to do a YouTube video on how to get unstuck as well this winter. On the snow, so you guys can get a better idea. But this is more of a long talking one, and then we'll get kind of shorter video snippets for one as well. But this guy's talking about it. Don't get overwhelmed by it. You'll learn. You'll learn really quickly by messing up. It's the best part about snowmobiling. You have a mistake, you'll learn from it. And uh, so just keep positive don't let it get to you just think about what you're doing and uh get the nose downhill and get some momentum and and pack down under the track and you should be good to go it shouldn't be that big of a deal once you kind of learn it so thank you guys for listening and uh until next week yeah don't get frustrated with it you're gonna get stuck enjoy the process yeah i hope i get stuck i hope there's enough snow in colorado to get stuck this weekend (laughs) that would be lovely (laughs) yeah that'd be nice All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Peace Peace. out. Love you. See ya.